Nick Langan with you, and uh, we are just honored to be uh, blessed with the presence of Father Peter, the university president, who's uh, joining us here for our move-in broadcast. We're uh, really grateful to have some of his time today. Uh, Father, how are you doing uh, this morning? I'm doing great, Nick. Thank you. It's uh, it's it's great to have you here. Um, I just just to you know sort of begin thinking about where we were at at this time last year i'm trying um, to forget it. <laughs> <laughs> like what would your you know overwhelming emotion be heading into fall 2021 is there a sense of sort of relief that we got past um last year or is there you know some trepidation with the delta variant like where is your mindset right now well, let me start off by saying welcome to everybody that's moving in today, uh, to all of our new students. And yes, I think when we ended the last school year back in May, uh, there was a great deal of um, happiness amongst uh, the administration, certainly, and the university that we thought with um, vaccinations available now for younger people, that things would move along. and that uh, the fall of 21 would be a very normal, almost normal year. We knew there were going to be some restrictions put on us, but nothing like we had last year. That Absolutely. For, for most of the part, you know, life was going to return to normal on Villanova's campus. And then the variants showed up, you know. So every day is a new piece of information, and there's constantly new updates from not only the CDC, but the Department of Health of sure, Pennsylvania. Sure. And so we're gonna work our way through this and do the best we can. So uh, it's gonna still demand a lot of patience from people and a lot of cooperation uh, and uh, kind of adhering to some of the protocols that we have to live by right now, so. How challenging, because, you know, from a public perspective, you know, at, at one point from the CDC, um, you know, we were sort of given the all clear as far as, you know, specifically related to masks. Then they sort of walked that back. Um, obviously, you can only go with the information that you're given um, from, you know, public health officials, those who study this, those who knew best. But you just think about how much, that, you know, we've evolved, you know, at first, you know, we've, we've sort of become better aware that, you know, outdoors as far as spread is a mm -hmm. lot better. You know, at first there was even trepidation, you know, among that. Um, how challenging has it been just with the evolving information that you as a decision maker, you know, have to pour over when it, it could change on a daily basis? And we are well aware that, uh, you know, by this time next week, it could be totally different. Yep. So, uh, you know, we just take day by day. Uh, we, uh, have asked people to cooperate with us. And I think one of the important things is that everybody needs to be patient with each other and also respectful of each other. Absolutely. You know, some people um, have decided that, you know, it, it's important for them to wear a mask. Other people don't want to wear them, uh, but you need to respect each other's opinion and you need to be uh, mindful of that. You don't know all the conditions that somebody may be living under, situations that they may be living under. So, um, I just would ask people to stay tuned. You know, we, we are, it may change. It may get, we may lessen up a little and see what, where it goes. But right now, uh, I feel good about where we are and what we, the decisions we've made. And as you said, you know, we keep hearing 
new things, and as we hear new things, we'll make new adjustments. Adjust, that's all you can You know, do. what was the word last year that everybody was using? You have to pivot. So <laughs> we've learned to pivot. So Pivot, the art yeah, of pivoting. Yeah, the art of pivoting. <laughs> is, I mean, again, we, you, you can't foresee the future. Is a mask mandate something that's on the table? Just... You look at the city of Philadelphia. I know, I think Montgomery County in PA is at least suggesting it. I have a friend yeah. at Princeton who just said they um, brought it back. Have you thought? I think it's certainly possible that it could come back. Um, you know, it, the governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania has repeatedly said he is not going to mandate it. Um, the governor of Jersey did. Sure. Uh, sure. So, um, you know, things could change in Pennsylvania as well. I think, uh, you know, if the number of cases continue to rise. Um, we're in Delaware County. Delaware County has not made any mandate on it. Uh, we are carefully watching it. Uh, Philadelphia has because of the size of Philadelphia and the number of people that inhabit that city. Um, so, but it's very possible it could come back. And we're going to have to be ready for that if it happens. Talking with uh, Villanova University President Father Peter on our uh, V891 The Roar move-in day coverage here at Villanova. Uh, Father, it, it, I don't want to say sticking your neck out, but <laughs> not not every campus uh, required vaccinations um, to come back this fall. Um, how satisfied were you? I think it was 93% uh, of the campus community is now fully vaccinated. Oh, it's higher than that. Is it's higher than that. It was 93% of the student body. But uh, that was a few days ago. It's gone up to almost 96% wow. now. Wow. So. Did you, was there some wrestling with that decision back, you know, when it came out earlier this summer? Um, and do you feel like it's, you know, transpired the way you thought it would as far as the community response to vaccinations? You know, through this whole year-long experience, a year and a half, I should say, uh, I have had many conversations uh, with other university and college presidents. There have been these almost weekly meetings uh, with people across the country from various sizes and shapes of schools. Uh, they've been very informative. We've shared a lot of ideas. We've shared a lot of um, um, ways of doing things or dialogue about what is the right thing to do or not. Uh, when it came about, I, I felt that th there were several people that were saying they were going to mandate it for their student sure. body. And I thought it shouldn't be just the students. If, if we're going to really come back and we're really going to create a healthy, safe environment, that it should be everybody. Uh, should have it. And I, I understand there are people that have some um, issues with it. Mm -hmm. um, and we have been as fair as possible in it, it, you know, meeting those accommodations that people have asked for. So, you know, that that's always part of it. Uh, and, you know, I, I understand that if somebody just didn't want to do it, uh, then, you know, they had to decide what they wanted to do. And coming back to campus wasn't necessarily what they should be doing right now. It doesn't mean that they would never come back again, but you know, for the time being, they've got to take some time off and evaluate what they're doing. Uh, but I thought in terms of what we went through last year with the number of cases, the rising, the falling, the yep. quarantine, the isolation, um, I just didn't feel I wanted to put the community in that situation again. And the vaccine was there. It was available to people. It uh, appeared to be working uh, to reducing the number of cases. 
And I just felt that it was an important thing to do. And I think when you look, you know, obviously nothing is bulletproof, but I think it's documented out there, even with this new variant, if you do catch it, if you're vaccinated, the effects are much less than mm-hmm. if you're unvaccinated, that's proven. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, obviously thought and, and research that's been put into it. Um, you mentioned, you know, checking with other universities and, um, you know, if we could just look back at, at you know, the last, you know, specifically the last two semesters that I think were you know, sort of hybrid. Um, I know you even had a committee um, that, you know, sort of took a survey of, of what worked and what didn't. Um, are there some uh, aspects, you know, I, I, I think overall the prevailing attitude on remote classes is, is probably negative, although, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I'm just a little old grad student, but there were things I did really enjoy about the Zoom classes, the flexibility for one. Um, is there anything that, that you know that came out of the study or, or, or looking back that might be adopted going forward? Sure. I know another, you know, just mentioned earlier on our, our airwaves, the, the food truck Fridays. That Oh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> they are coming back. That's, yes, so, and the fire pits. Uh, uh, they're nice. coming back. Uh, I think that Zoom is here to stay, and I think that a lot of faculty found uh, some benefits in it. Uh, one was the ability to kind of invite people into the class, uh, people that uh, they would have to arrange in any other circumstance, you know, times to travel here, or, you know, bring people down from various industries or uh, various careers. Uh, they could zoom into the class very easily. They were willing to do it. It, yep. was, it was, I think those kinds of things are here certainly to stay. Um, I, I'm, I'm pleased that we're going back to in-person classes. I think that it's part of, you know, who we are and, uh, you know, a residential campus. And if and, and people to have contact with each other and be able to be in the class with each other. Um, I think the scheduling was one thing that we're looking at. We, nothing has changed dramatically on it yet, but uh, I think a lot of the students last year found the longer time between classes to be beneficial. Um, it was easier to get across campus and be on time and they didn't have to be racing from one place to another. Uh, we have to take a careful look at that because that has a way of shifting the entire course structure. Um, and so, you know, there's there was a book uh, that I received or a, a handout of almost, um, I think, close to 18 pages of suggestions. Mm. So <laughs> I've got to go through them all uh, or we have to go through that them all. That is going you know, to take so some that's, time. That's going to take yeah. some time and we'll see where it goes, you know. But there are there were some definite positive things. I think some people really like the idea that, you know, we ended before Thanksgiving. Um, and there was a very long Christmas break. Uh, I don't know if that's going to continue, you know, but other people felt that we needed the fall break, the fall which break. we didn't sure. have, you sure. know. So, you know, there are pluses and minuses in everything. I, I think a lot of, you know, I think the fall break missing it, you know, was not as bad. I think, you know, I think the overwhelming uh, sentiment was, you know, the lack of spring break yeah. was just <laughs> was just brutal. Um, just never ended. Yeah. It just kept going. Exactly. The, the, the spring semester is kind of a... Um, a march to begin with that that seems endless and um, without that little pause um, that's you know something that I think we're all looking forward to in in early 2022. Uh, Again we're talking with uh, University President Father Peter who's been uh, so nice to join us here at uh, WXVU V891 The Roar as uh, we 
cover move-in day 2021 here at Villanova. Um, and Father, I think, you know, for not just Villanova, I think December 2020 um, was sort of a, I, I don't want to say a, a little bit of a referendum as far as it, in, in making um, different corporations, universities more inclusive, sort of reflecting um, on what could be done to make sure that it's not just lip service. Um, I know you appointed a task force and, and Dr. Nance has done you know, an incredible job um, as far as looking at how to make the university more inclusive. Is there anything you can share with us that's gone on? And you know, do you feel even in, and I know it's been hard, obviously, with, with what we've been restricted to do as a result of the pandemic, but do you think there's been progress made since uh, last summer as far as the university as a whole being more inclusive? I, th I do think there's been some steps made. Uh, it, is a, it is a long process. I know it takes time to change people's minds, to change people's ways of doing things. Uh, I think as a Catholic Augustinian community, it's important for us uh, to really look at issues of uh, racism in our country, in our world. Um, those have been problems that have plagued our civilization for many, many centuries. Uh, it is not something we're going to get over quickly. Absolutely. But it makes, you know, it, I'm, I'm saddened by the fact that uh, there are people at Villanova um, who feel at times that they are not included or that they are excluded or feel kind of on the outside looking in. And that's not what we are about. And that's not what we talk about. So we need to address that. And the, the task force, the Equitas task force, has worked hard last year. They took the summer off. I think they all needed it, <laughs> as everybody did. Uh, but they, they've put together a lot of good programming. There's a a pilot course that's coming out uh, this fall. Uh, I think there's about 19 or 20 students that have signed up for it uh, that is going to deal with social justice and uh, anti-racism. Very, nice. Very um, nice. And how we live our lives and how we respond to things within our lives and with one another. Uh, there's a number of faculty members that have put a lot of time and energy and effort into creating this course. Uh, I hope that it will go well and I would hope that it would become something that is a requirement for all Villanova people to go to to have uh, you know that they're and it's a it, it's a matter it's it's not necessarily to um, shove a certain idea sure. down people's minds but rather to open our minds and our hearts which we talk about at Villanova all the time to how we are responding to the needs of other people how we are how, and how people are responding to our needs and it is you know that's something we need to address and we need to look at and you know, it, there's there's all kinds of um, situations within our world, within our cultures, um, where we can see, you know, the, the fact of you know this person is on the outside, or because this person belongs here or there, you know, they're excluded from this or that. And that's not the way we should be living. That's not what our Christianity calls us to. It is not what uh, we as a, a community at Villanova should be fostering in any way. So we have to find ways to kind of break down those barriers that keep us from one another. No, and I think that's, you know, to have that curriculum, I don't want to say to make it mandatory, but I think um, I know just, you know, talk through my experience as, as a CPS student, like, I feel like even just, you know, what we were able to explore in the Augustinian culture seminar, that that's, you know, part of the curriculum. Like I, it, 
it exposed me, I think probably, and, and we have plenty of new freshmen, you know, listening in. Um, I think that's part of the college experience, just just getting that, you know, different perspective there, you know, you're in life, you're going to be interacting with different people, different cultures. And um, I think that's I think that that can be part of the beauty of Villanova, sort exactly. of exposing um, where they may not have that background you know i probably didn't or or as much uh, knowledge and i think that's where you know i wouldn't view a course like that as a burden i feel like that you know enriching your college experience so i think that's where you know that could be a an instrumental part in, in sort of um you know opening up the campus even more so exactly, exactly. And, we, we, and you know there are a lot of requirements on college life sure so, sure you know and and it, they're all in place to help people expand their minds. That's so. that's 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 wonderful. Um, talking a little bit about things that are new in fall of 2021. Um, I know you know not to sound cliche, but I just I know your theater background. You're, you're probably itching with the Performing <laughs> Arts Center to get a whole lineup of you know events. I know the Villanova Theater is there, and yes. they have a couple of performances. Can you talk about, you know, any sort of status update on, on, you know, I know, again, you're at the mercy of, you know, having events at, at the pack, but um, what's going on there? And, and maybe just your overall excitement to, to at least have the theater uh, performing there with, with several events this fall. Oh, I think there's a lot of um, plans for the theater, uh, for the Performing Arts Center this fall, as well as in the spring. The theater department, uh, who are now housed in the Mullen Center, are uh, planning a full line of productions, in-person productions. This, this will be the first time they're allowed to do that. So uh, they will have, I think there's four plays that they have uh, slated for this year. Very nice. Uh, the last one is uh, the big musical that they do every year, and that will be in the big theater. So that will be kind of the inauguration of a theatrical event in the big theater. The Topper Theater is called. That's the big proscenium space. But there are many other events planned for the building. Uh, lectures, uh, various conversations, concerts, uh, student groups performing, the student theater group is performing, the student musical theater group will be f performing. So I think everybody, ought, and the various singing groups that we have, the Villanova singers, the voices, mm. uh, all of the acapella groups, I think they're all planning on having their performances in there. So it should be a very active building. That's awesome. And I'm looking forward to it being an active <laughs> building. <laughs> yeah, we did use it last year. A lot of classes were being okay. held in it. Sure, sure. But there were no public performances. I we weren't allowed sure. to have any people in the seats. Yeah, so. I, the timing probably ate at you a little bit. I mean, I did, nothing it did, you can it did, do, but, but yeah. it is a beautiful addition to the campus. Oh, and I think it will give us uh, many, many years of... Uh, inspiring performances it on is, many levels it's so like, you know driving by it on lancaster it's just it's sort of mesmerizing yeah. it's, it's, so it's great you know to be able to put it to use in 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 those capacities that's wonderful we look forward to it definitely yeah. uh we're here with uh villanova president father peter joining us here on v891 the roar it's nick langan with you just a, a quick reminder to all students checking in on south campus uh, they need to stop and get their wild card from the lot across from church. The students can't get to the halls without first getting their wild card. Very important uh, for anybody who might be arriving as we speak. Uh, and, and for those new folks, Father, um, 
to get a feel, maybe they saw you, and actually an interesting question too, it, it couldn't have been easy for you to do those videos um, <laughs> at this time last semester. I know there was there was that little hubbub about the, the group of freshmen that, you know, met. Yeah, and, that, and was, that was by a total accident. That was not, that had nothing to do with, they didn't make it, they didn't do anything wrong. It's, the press just, yeah, Channel the press just uh, moved all yeah. over it, you know, so was doing those videos though in, in that tone like like not natural for you as far as like, no well uh, it was it was natural i mean there are times when you uh i think any person with given the responsibility of leadership has to be a little forceful sure, with what they sure. say uh you know we needed to be serious about uh what we were doing and uh it we couldn't i mean i know that many people come to college colleges hoping for you know there's going to be this mixture of you know school and fun Absolutely. and uh, you know living yeah. in residence halls and new roommates and uh, you know there's going to be a lot of new things going on and a lot of activities and we couldn't it do that last year we just possible. couldn't do it yeah and if we wanted to stay here and make it work then there were certain things we had to do and you know every once in a while people have to be reminded of that that's so. i think the proof was in the pudding yeah like, it was <laughs> uh, i i give the students a great deal of credit for it all Absolutely. You know, they, they wanted to be here. They wanted to make it work. And they followed the protocols. You know, I, and they, they encouraged each other. That's to the thing. Them. I think it was sort of like, a you know, an honor system at that yeah, point. Yeah, like people checking up on each other. And maybe that wasn't like that from the onset. But that was sort of like a reality check. Um, so maybe the little stir that all caused was a blessing in disguise. Right. Who knows? Right. Um, but. For somebody new to campus, like what is a normal day for Father Peter? Is <laughs> is I mean, there is no <laughs> such thing as a normal day for Father Peter. Um, it, my day is different every day. I mean, there is all always new things coming up. I mean, I have a, a routine at home. You know, the community I live in, we have prayers in the morning, and you know, all of that is said. I work out in the morning. Um, you know, and then I go to the office and when I get to the office, there's lots of things doing. There's lots of things and not, it's not necessarily a set schedule. Yeah. You know, things happen, things come in, uh, uh, certain people arrive or somebody wants to see me about something that's important. And so things get changed around. Uh, my um, assistant, Erin Buckley, uh, is a, a great gatekeeper. And she, she helped us out today, yeah. I can tell you. And she, uh, you know, at times she'll say, so-and-so needs to see you now, and we're going to move this around a bit. So, you know, and then uh, last year it was very different because I didn't do any traveling. Normally I do a lot of traveling for the university. Sure, uh, sure. You know, fundraising of uh, alumni events, uh, development events, you know, all those kind of things. And normally I would probably be traveling anywhere from 40, 50% of my time. And last year there was no travel sure, at all. Sure, so sure. that will all get back going again. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that develops. And uh, so a day in the life of Father Peter is not a day that's predictable necessarily. So. It's, I mean, you have, obviously it's cliche, but wearing many hats or yeah. like the ambassador of, of everything that's going on and, 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 you know, at the same time trying to keep things stable and then. Obviously. That's what makes the job fun. That's, so that's what I enjoy about the job. So. I, it has to, it keeps yeah. you on your toes. It does, it does, <laughs> most definitely. Um, is, you know, obviously we're talking on a form of media right now and, and you don't have to say us, it's fine, but um, is there a favorite? Radio I station I listen to? Yeah, or, <laughs> 
what media forms do you usually, you know, are you a podcast person? Um, it, uh, if I'm in the car sometimes driving, I'll listen to podcasts. Uh, I, I haven't really become a big, uh, you know, fan. Not a, I'm not a fan. I just don't really listen to them sure, all that much. Sure. Um, I do like movies. Um, I, I am kind of a movie fanatic. Uh-huh. You know, I, I enjoy movies. I enjoy theater. Uh, so, uh, I don't get to see too much theater anymore, but, uh, you know, movies are always good. And, you know, all of these new series on TV, you know, the Netflix and the Prime and the, I get kind of addicted to the yeah, binge watching something. Okay. Yes. You know, so because I don't see it in normal times. Yeah, and so no, it's like, oh, I can watch four episodes in a row now on this, you know, and that's sort of because I have this afternoon off, you know, <laughs> this Saturday afternoon off, but those are, that's not going to be rare. So. It's normally my vacation time that I binge. So. Any particular series this summer that might have caught your eye? Well, I'm a big or... Ted Lasso fan. Okay. So I, okay. I, Very I've nice. liked that one. Very nice. Um, and there was a, one that I came across just accidentally uh, this July when I was off called Bosch. Hmm. It was a detective series. Ah, yeah. And I, I just got kind of drawn into it. Yeah, so. that's what yeah, happens. That's, that's what happens. See, that's he's happens. he's like me and you, Father <laughs> Peter. <laughs> These series in more ways than one. They, they, they yeah. connect. He is, he is, he is one of us. He is one of us. <laughs> We're here with Father Peter, who's been so gracious to to uh, to be here with us at WXVU uh, this afternoon. Father, four inbound freshmen um, who maybe you know who themselves have been conditioned to hybrid or remote learning. Maybe their senior year, their their junior year in high school, when all then when COVID nineteen you know started. Um, any piece of advice um, that would come to mind at the forefront that you'd want to offer uh, new members, our class of 2025 in uh, I, I would say that it's a message I give to the new members of our community every year. You, you need to be patient, patient with yourself, patient with the people around you. Uh, it takes time to get adjusted to this community you're coming into a new place, new environment with many different and new people with different backgrounds and experiences. And it's it doesn't happen instantaneously. So you need to give yourself the time and be patient with it. Uh, you know, the first, the first semester uh, for any new student is a difficult one. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of challenges and it, you just need to be aware of that and don't expect things to kind of open up immediately. It, it takes time to grow in this life. So. Very well said. Very well said. And if students, I don't know if you're doing the, the town halls. or, or if I am doing a town oh, hall. Okay. The okay. SGA, the Student Government Association, has one scheduled, I think, at the beginning of October. I do, I do have the student office hours. I do that once a month. So students can go on my webpage and sign up for a time oh, to come and sit and talk to me if they want to. Wonderful. Um, or... See what my office looks like. <laughs> so uh, the uh, really get a day, yeah, life yeah, yeah. Peter. They can really that's get it. up close and personal. So. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I, you know, I can just, I, I think we're all thankful. Just um, your decision making, like leading us through the past year. It's, you know, to say the least, it couldn't have been easy. So um, we just. We thank you for, for what you do, and, and thank you so much for, for joining us for a little time uh, this afternoon. It's been great. Father Peter, thanks so much for, for being uh, here. Thank you, Nick. I've, I've enjoyed speaking with you. So, Good luck to everybody. Thank Have a great you. year.
Thanks Thank a lot. Bye-bye. Thanks, Father Peter. We're here at V891 The Roar. We'll be back with uh, more coverage of, of Moving Day coming up.